0: Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Pampers Cash has no cash value. Welcome to Ask Amy from What Fresh Hell, laughing in the face of motherhood, solving your parenting dilemmas one question at a time. This week's question came via email. You can always email us, questions at com. Catherine wrote in to say, My son, who is seven and who has sensory issues, gags frequently at the smell and sight of foods and even at non-food objects. One time he threw up at the sight of a smooshed acorn in our driveway. He's even started to gag at foods that were once reliable staples for him. Pasta, scrambled eggs, dinosaur chicken nuggets. And once he gags, he will never consider the food again. I've explained this in depth to his pediatrician, but she just shrugged it off. Any tips, insights, or experts that you might know of would really, really help. Catherine, I did not have a gagger, but I did have an extremely picky eater. And so from the other side of this, I can at least give you the perspective that kids do well if they can. And I'm confident that your son does not want to feel this way, to have stress around eating and anxiety, to gag who wants to do that. So your instinct is, I think, exactly right not to make this uh, a power struggle. Your pediatrician is shrugging it off because kids do stuff and then they stop. And, you know, maybe it's true you won't be dealing with this in a year, especially if you don't make it a huge thing. And picky eaters, I'm here to tell you, do grow and change. But you're dealing with uncertainty now, plus a kid who actually won't eat. And it's a big issue in his life. So I think you were right to try to address it. If your kid is gagging, first of all, it's important to rule out any um, medical explanations or food allergies that might be causing this. Kids can avoid particular foods because they upset their stomachs. But depending on their age, they might not be able to tell you that or explain that. And so, you know, there might be a connection there that you're not seeing. But because your son is seven and has eaten these things fine in the past, at least some of them, that doesn't seem likely. And also because he's seven, if he was having an actual structural issue, Issue with swallowing, that's also something you probably would have noticed before now. It is still important to investigate those possibilities because I'm not a pediatrician, but it sounds like you're assuming that this is rooted in actual dislike of particular flavors or food groups that you are seeing getting worse. That's called food selectivity, and it's common among kids with ADHD and with autism and who are just picky eaters. It can also be explained as neophobia, an actual fear of trying new foods. In the case of neophobia, which is really what my kid had, it was the anxiety that had to be managed. In your son's case, to resolve his gagging, it would be more about resolving his anxiety about the smoosh day corn in the driveway. If it's food selectivity that's driving things, it may be more about the flavors and textures of foods. And in your son's case, it might be a little bit of both occupational therapy can really help here with the sensory behavioral aspects. Also a pediatric dietitian or nutritionist would be a great person to consult. So I'm gonna encourage you to seek professional guidance on this. But in the meantime, pediatric and family nutritionist Megan Boitano has an approach that I really like. I'm gonna put a link in the show notes and explain it now. She calls it food chaining. What you do is you leverage the information about the texture and taste and visual appearances of foods that your kid will eat you make a complete map of your child's food preferences, and then you can select other foods that will have the highest likelihood of being accepted and not make your kid gag. This approach takes out the power struggle, it takes out forcing them to try new foods. It's not a quick fix. It's very slow. It's step changing. But she says specifically for kids who are experiencing a reduction in the number of foods that they will eat, it can be a very effective way to increase variety. So here's what you do. You start with a list of foods your kid will eat. It would really be up to you with a seven-year-old whether this is something you want to include them in or not. Depends on your kid. You write down the food your kid will eat and really articulate it clearly. If it's only Purdue Dinosaur Chicken Nuggets, then write that down. Purdue Dinosaur Chicken Nuggets. My kid, one of the foods he would eat was frozen edamame, but only if it had Dora the Explorer on the bag. With your son, if he's helping, you can get him to really help you identify, well, what is it about that food that you like? He might say something like, I like the way tomatoes taste, but I don't like when they squish in my mouth. Aha, now we have a piece of information we can use. Then once you have that map, you take the time to create it and you get buy-in from your kid, like, yes, this is the foods that I like. Then you change the visual presentation, and then you start changing the flavor. So let me give you some examples. So say fruit snacks, Welch's fruit snacks are your acceptable food. The first thing you're going to do is get your kid to accept them in a bowl instead of in a bag. It's the same things you like. Watch, I'm just going to dump it in a bowl and now you're eating out of the bowl. Okay, there we go. The next step is uh, a different brand of fruit snacks. Same bowl, Definitely the same bowl, definitely also fruit snacks, it's just a different brand, you do that. Then the third step would be here's fruit leather instead of fruit snacks. Say it's dinosaur chicken nuggets. The first step is the brand of dinosaur chicken nuggets, the pre-approved thing that they will eat. Maybe just cut up into a different shape. You're not looking at the whole dinosaur. You're looking at little pieces. Your kid is watching you cut them up so they see it's the same thing on a particular plate. Then the next step would be for my kid who would only eat Purdue dinosaur chicken nuggets. The next step would be a new shape of chicken nuggets from that brand. Now we're moving on from a dinosaur shape, but it's still gonna taste the same. Get them to accept that. Then the next step would be a different brand of chicken nuggets, same plate. You see what I'm saying? We're not going from chicken nuggets to chicken cordon bleu in a week. This is very slow, but from chicken nuggets, once we accept breaded things, then you can branch out to tater tots, which take you to potatoes. You can branch out to broccoli nuggets, which takes you to broccoli and rice. Another technique is to introduce the food that will make your kid gag and, again, do it in a very stepwise way. First, they're just in the house with it. Then they're just in the room with it. Then they're just there while it's at the table. Then they're just there while it's on their plate and they don't have to have any. Along the way, they have a food that's a safe food for them. Margaret's son was a picky eater as well, and he loved Pillsbury Crescent Rolls. So he knew that no matter what, even if there was a food he thought was yucky on the table, he was going to also have a food that he loved, Crescent Rolls. This stuff takes patience and time and empathy, and sounds like you are really coming at it from like, let me help this kid, which is the right approach. Keep track of this and keep bringing it up at the pediatrician if it's not resolving because this is something your kid might need extra help with and something that you might need extra help with. And that's just the way it is. But I think this uh, food shaming will really help your kids see that you get it, that you understand that this is hard for him and you want to help him make it better a little bit at a time. Send us your questions and we might answer yours next. Email us questions at com. Thanks for listening.